This is the second part to an actual play recording, playtesting the module The Rending Box by Graham Walmsley and published by Pilgrim Press. The events and scenarios presented were part of a pre-release playtest. The module may have changed in production and the Game Master's interpretation of events will of course be an individual choice. After 10 minutes or so, then just count it as the police officer's gone insane and tried to <laughs> do something stupid, okay? Just, uh, to, to I don't know what it office. is. My connection just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it is, but my connection is just having real trouble with you guys tonight. Mm. Oh, he wrote... I was talking to John all earlier. Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. No, go on. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I managed to talk to John a little uh, fine earlier, so I don't know why. Ah, the vagaries of Skype. Yeah. So everybody's back. I would like to blame it on. Mm. I'd like to blame it on this new version of Skype, but then again, <laughs> as I said, CampusNet is a bit. <laughs> I blame it on the fact that we have three people whose name begin with J, and it just doesn't like that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> my brothers Jason, Josh, and Jacob. <laughs> and Skype would crash on you all the time. That's that's it. That's that's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll we'll rejoin it back at the the room. The police officer has just called a meeting. <laughs> it looks like Paro. Yes. <laughs> uh, the doctor's just given uh, another injection to calm him down, so the screaming has stopped after a few minutes. It's better. Okay. Oh. Yes, silence is golden. Everyone. It would seem that we have foul play afoot. How so? so? <laughs> Someone who, I don't know who, was dragged out of this place against their own will. There are signs of foul play below. I don't want anyone taking any stupid risks until we know what's going on. What kind of risks do you think we'd be taking? I look around the room as we have uh, the person. I'm guessing the doctor probably looks like she's had a bit of a panic attack or that she's been ruffled. A little tussled, yes. Yes, and you <laughs> yes. both notice. I look at the. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> then turning to look at the Reverend, who hasn't stopped fidgeting since we got here. And then probably turning uh, full 160 degrees to look at the composer walking in behind me, who is probably nonplussed about all of this and going, whoa, man. 460 degrees? We've already seen something with no, <laughs> no geometry. <laughs> My God! Oh, man. Turning around. <laughs> Damn it. I said turning around at 160 degrees. 160 isn't even halfway. Oh, whatever. I don't... Yes. Mathematics, whatever. I'm turning around. <laughs> He's off to the side anyway. <laughs> what do you think I took in non-numbers-based subjects? Media student, damn it. Now, 
there will be oh. a police presence beyond myself here in the morning. Good. Till then, I think it's probably best that none of us wander off on our own. And it's also probably for in our best interests that we find out what's going on here, at least so we don't all go stir-crazy in the night. I, I think it is clear what has happened here, that... Um, that the the owner of the hotel, uh, Batter, mm, I seem to have written down the name wrong in my notes, um, is has been taken, and that uh, Jacob here was driven to what he was doing. Obviously unstable before, as the good doctor has said, and uh, at not being able to help her, that uh, took his own eyes out by. For whatever, for whatever reason, I, th- I think we should try and find the hotel owner. She may be in need of our assistance, or the doctor's assistance, anyway. You you hear from uh, Jacob's twitching form on the chair as he's going into a slumber. You hear him mutter, I see everything. No, you don't. <sighs> now... <laughs> No, okay. Are you sure there's no? Is, can't we take him somewhere better than like to, to like take we him to the, the him, jail or I guess the we could. hospital? He should be looked I at by like a by a physician no of some in. sort. <laughs> His eyes carved out. There is a hospital in the town. We can. I have a car somewhere. Abuse. So I would prefer to find out what he knows, so that. We can get on with this matter before someone else finds themselves missing their eyeballs or dragged off into the woods to never be seen again. That's a little dramatic, don't you think? <sighs> While he's here, is can we get him talking without him raving like a lunatic? He has You're just been drugged again. You're a doctor. Well, I gave him a dose of the um uh, the anti antipsychotics, which should hopefully make him lucid once he comes out of of his of the the sedation. Hopefully. I'm going to interject at this point if and point out to the police officer that, and how he, long will that highly, be? he seemed highly interested in Horsefall Woods and show him on the map where it is. And ask if maybe And looking at the map, are these the woods bro? Are these the woods right outside the hotel? Uh, yeah, the first parts of Horsefall Woods start almost directly outside the hotel, and they extend a good distance. And are, is there a nearby site circled out on this map as well? Uh, there is, about two, two and a half miles, uh, if you're looking at the map, behind the hotel. So, uh, a reasonable, not too far to hike. See, we can, we can look and see if we can find her. She might be injured in the woods. Now, I'd like to know what he knows, and I'd like to make sure that all of you aren't going to be... Mm. I don't know what I'm not meant to be. Mm. (laughs) Perhaps it is dropping from Skype. She's been stupefied. (laughs) Oh, dear. There. Oh, he did drop. Look at that, yeah. Mm. I hate yep. this connection. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're sound all right now. <laughs> you were telling okay, us yeah, that. At this rate, I'm probably not. ruining the experience. I'm, 
I'm probably ruining the experience for you guys, so do you guys want to go ahead without me? Well, you can finish what you were saying, then you can go after the police officers. <laughs> that would be fine. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, basically, uh, I'd like he's being silenced by the mythos (laughs) (laughs) okay suggestion quickly before I drop again get the information out of him probably best at the hospital you guys go back and talk to the police officers there right take the car bye (laughs) sorry see you John sorry (laughs) yeah yeah you guys have fun let me know how it goes (laughs) catch you later then so the officer runs out in a huff to go and get help (laughs) I wish I could afford one of them fancy little cars so doctor what's in the box it's a thing of some sort I don't wish to look at it again I find it tasteful you know it's got one of them who's it's and what's it's on it you know like they do nothing of concern I'm sure but it might be of some importance. Could could you possibly show it to me that I might it, touch it and understand it's, it? It's there under the under the desk, full, easy to view. It's a free country. You look at it if you want. I don't care. I'm I, I would not recommend it. It is a. I uh, I cannot put it into words. The doctor. Hmm. I don't wish to look at it again. Not now. Maybe later. Properly controlled. You can design. feel it under the desk, like a, a bit of breathing menace, like like a dog that's gone rabid, just waiting to grab an ankle. <laughs> you know it's there. <laughs> Is I'll my be over spider here. sense tingling? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's confused. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. Well, I'll. Uh... Since I have, wasn't up there in the room to see what it was, I'm going to go ahead and pull it back out. I will leave the room. I will focus <laughs> upon... I'll focus my attention upon my patient to make sure he is comfortable and well. Okay, good enough. Um, I'm just going yes. to aggravate his condition. Now, before I actually pull it out, when I touch it, since yes. I get most of my sensory input from touch... Uh, I notice anything. Yes, uh, for one thing, for um, for a moment, it feels like you're touching like a fleshy mass of Jello, like like a a, a, a like a, like a pile of adipose tissue that's warm and squishy and moist to the touch. And the next minute, it feels like you're touching something that's metal and hard and straight and curved at the same time, and it seems to expand and contract in your hand. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to keep looking under the desk thinking that's his dinner or an eyeball. <laughs> and upon not finding anything else, I'm going to pull it out. All right. And it's uh, it's a sculpture that you pull out. It's about 18 inches tall. And uh, it seems to be comprised of spheres and bars that uh, at, at the same time look straight and curved depending on the angle that you're looking at it. And it seems to pulse to to shrink and grow at the same time in your hand while you're holding it. It seems oddly warm and cold at the same time. Your your particular uh, uh, disability is is it's confusing you because it keeps changing texture and color in your mind. Okay, I'm probably going to have to make some sort of stability roll here. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking. 
right. Yep. This is actually a, a thing from the Mythos. So what you want to look at is the uh, Mythos stability and sanity loss table instead of the regular stability table. Yeah, I'm doing that. Okay. Since it's uh, since I see everything, since my character sees everything uh, in an unnatural light, you know, it's different from normal perspective. Yes. Uh, I would guess that it would be just the, the first one, the stability loss of two, sanity pulls loss of yep. zero. It's up to you. Um, if you take something higher, what happens is uh, you lose the sanity, but the amount you lose you gain as uh, Cthulhu Mythos lore. So it's like at, at, at one hand you're going insane, but you're really it's because you're you're understanding more of how things really are. Okay. But uh, um, yeah, if you want to take a low level, that's fine. Uh, just roll a d6. Actually, now that you're saying it that way, um, <laughs> because I see things a different yes. way, I might actually get more out of this. You might understand somebody. a bit more out of it, right? Um, so I'm. So so you mark off one sanity, and it gives you one point in your Cthulhu uh, Mythos pool, and then you roll for the stability loss. Uh, D6, 4, 5, and 6, you're fine. Anything less, you're going to lose three points. Okay. I need to roll a D6 for, what am I shooting for? Uh, 4, 5, or 6, and you're okay. Anything less, you're going to lose stability. 4. All right. You're 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 actually fine. Although you're, somehow, deep inside you, you've died a little. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Do I learn anything from this experience? Just that uh, the what you're holding in your hand here uh, <laughs> doesn't really belong here. It's uh, it's not fully in the same space that you are. There's something larger behind it that's kind of creeping in and receding out through the statue. It, it, it's both, you know, you can hold it in your hand, but you you have this understanding that it's something that's that's so large and so encompassing that you know you couldn't possibly exist in the same place that it exists so you're you're having this kind of uh this this fugue moment in your head okay um since the doctor is choosing to look away and the kind I'm, reverend has i'm going to describe something out. else though as, as you look up from the statue uh there are two kind of gelatinous quivering piles of of this reddish flesh that it's just uh, it's got eyeballs growing in and out of it that are standing right right next to you uh right near the desk are they near the the eyeballs of jacob yes yes they are uh what's your reaction um i'm interested the colors seem kind of interesting it's it's really <laughs> would go along with my character's kind of mentality to have, you know, two things being one at the same time. So uh, All right. I'm going to kind of move closer to the eyeballs, see what happens. All right. Uh, uh, the Reverend, uh, the Theo was moving. Oh, wait, wait. You said you left the room. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. I'm sorry. Did anyone stay in the room with him? I, I, I am. Oh, you. Okay. Then uh, he's looking at you very oddly and is moving towards you. He's holding the statue in one hand. Uh, what? What is? No, take that away. Don't bring that near the patient. He's already ag- in an aggravated state. The the flesh pile seems to be gibbering and salivating at you as you're approaching the desk <laughs> where the eyeballs are. Okay, cool. 
I'm going to keep hitting towards the eyeballs. Okay. Theo seems to be entranced by the eyeballs on the desk now. <laughs> Still holding the statue that seems to be pulsing in his hand. Eyeballs make good jelly. Is he coming near us or near the, the eyes on the... He's going near the eyes on the desk now. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay. What are you doing, you addle-brained libertine? The flesh pile gibbers at you a bit more. Okay. Um, how close am I to the eyeballs? Oh, you're you're there. Is there any change? Any reaction? Uh, yeah, the eyeballs look like the the most succulent thing you you've you've ever can imagine. You've smelt or tasted before. Is the box there on the desk as well? The box is still there I as well. It? Yes. And can I see it? Yes. I'm going to set the statue down back inside the box before I uh, try to, uh, to eat the, the succulent chocolates before me. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, you, you watch as uh, Theo puts the sculpture back in the box and picks up one of the eyeballs. Seems to be looking at it with a, a smile of pleasure on his lips. As? As, as soon as he looks like he's going to try and eat it. I'm going to try and smack it out of his hand. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you lunatic. And I know lunatics. Chocolate. I'm a doctor. I want chocolate. It is not chocolate. After I've set the statue down in the box, do things start to come back into reality focus it, it it kind of uh kind of comes in and out like the uh the, the quivering pile of flesh you know it starts to look a bit more like the doctor after a little bit um the the eyeball in your hand though still looks like a a particularly fine selection of belgium chocolate <laughs> yummy <laughs> no if i can hear the chocolate discussion yes. Yes. I, I, I will try going to another room down the way and try opening the door and see if they are leaving chocolates on the pillows <laughs> bring back for the, uh, for Good the thought. musician. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Why not? There's uh, some of the rooms that hadn't been used have been turned down and there's a, a chocolate mint on the table or on the pillow. <laughs> there's two on the table in here. You want the other one? <laughs> I am going to go to my bag and try and find some antipsychotic for, for, uh, <laughs> for him. I snap him into lucidity. <laughs> After uh, uh, I recognize the syn- I have no idea how to pronounce that word, the mm-hmm. synesthesia, whatever. Um, before I eat it, I'm going to say that the uh, the room kind of comes since I take everything in tactily. Mm-hmm. The sensation through my fingers, I realize it's the eyeball, uh-huh. and that kind of shocks me back into what the heck am I doing mode. Sure, and uh, kind of reality kind of snaps back in place around you, and uh, the doctor's there rummaging through her bad, mumbling something about antipsychotics, and uh, the reverend's come back, and he's he's proffering some chocolate mints to you. <laughs> I grab one of the chocolate mints and start to stick it in my mouth just as the doctor turns around. <laughs> <laughs> Jab. Ah! <laughs> Doctor's coming at you with a needle. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm saying, look, it's just chocolate. I hold the chocolate up, the half that I haven't eaten yet. Like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? You are going to eat that eyeball. What? Which is police evidence at the very least. 
The Reverend brought me chocolate. It's not an eyeball. You're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm perfectly sane. I should know. I'm a doctor. Uh huh. All the insane people say that. No, they don't. That's a fallacy. Everyone here is with a PhD in psychology. Step, take one step forward. Not so fast, Vic. <sighs> All right. Um, at this point, I'm going to close the box back up because I'm thinking maybe that statue is some kind of weird drug. <laughs> and I don't want any more of it. <laughs> All right. So you've uh, closed the box back around the statue. I say, we take that, I say we take that box and lock it in the hotel safe. I, it won't be a distraction or an aggravation to the to the psychotics in the room, whomever they may or may not be. I don't think we can open the hotel safe. I say we just leave it locked up in this room, which we do have a key for. Right. Let's put it in that closet over there. There's a good idea. And, and, and the... Um, Strange ball sphere things as well. I mean, the eyes? No, the the object with the rods. It's in the box. Spheres. That's in the box. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not. I thought. Right. Oh, I was out of the room. You no. didn't see you put it back in there. I, I am glad you did. I didn't, but. I'm going to uh, suggest that we search for the hotel manager in the Horse Falls Woods. They're not that far away. Uh, and if anybody wants to come with me, hi-ho, Silver. Yes, I, I think trying to find the uh, hotel owner in the woods is a good idea. I will join you, uh, musician man. Well, Jacob seems to be nicely sedated and handcuffed. I'm sure he'll be fine here. I shall accompany you. Ah, uh, I will introduce myself to the doctor. I am Reverend John Bowles. I am Dr. Delos Muir. And I'm out of the room already. <laughs> oh, I follow him. All right. <laughs> Quick. Um, so you, you're going to go out that uh, back door where the, uh, the detective described the drag marks were? Yep. Okay. Um Open the door. You do notice that it is starting to get pretty dark outside. It was uh, near dark when you entered. Uh, it's, it's kind of full dark now. It's a good full moon outside. Gives a fair amount of illumination, but you're sure you saw some uh, some lanterns about the place that you could take with you if you want. Okay, I'll search um, for a torch or two and grab one before I leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, while you're poking around getting a torch... Uh, the back end of the garage is, uh, like I said, very close to the back end uh, of the hotel here. And you get, you catch the smell on the wind, a very strong smell of gasoline. Uh, you meant, you noticed that earlier, uh, Doctor, when you first came in, but it, it, that smell is much stronger now from the garage. Huh. Smell of gasoline. I wonder where that's coming from. Hey, hey Carl. Let's check the garage. All right. Don't light a match. <laughs> did, did the um, police officer uh, leave the uh, lorry for us to use? Ah, uh, no. He would have taken the lorry with her. Curses. <laughs> so oh. the, the doctor's car is in the garage as uh, you take a look in there. There's also one other car in here as well. And as you sit in the garage, the, the smell of gasoline is very, very strong now. And it seems to be centered around the other car, the, the car that is not the doctor's. 
Do we see any liquid pooling at the bottom of the car? No, you don't. And if we peer in through the window, we cannot ah. see it. When you peer in through the window, you see that the back seat and the passenger seat are just piled just piled up with gasoline cans, oil drums. The, is that dynamite? Is that explosive you see there? The I'm car driving is that car. packed with gasoline and explosives. Ah. Hmm. I, uh, I think the police should be informed about that sort of thing. I think that somebody has done this for a reason, even if it is a uh, insane reason. I, Quite possibly, but I still believe the cops, <laughs> the police, should be informed. I think high explosives would be a good uh, bargaining tool to get retrieve a hostage. <laughs> if you give us the hostage, we will give you the high explosives. No, if you give us the hostage, we won't blow you to kingdom come. I I do not like loud noises. Oh. But, maybe. Make a great song, man. Well, we... I do not have the keys to open the car, and I do not know how to use explosive. Oh, well, hang on a second. Window, you, you do... Oh, sorry, yes, go ahead. I do know how to use explosive for some reason. Oh! <laughs> la <laughs> I was going to say, looking in the window, you notice that the, the doors aren't locked. They're closed, and the windows are rolled up, but they're not locked. Hmm. Well, um, we, we could take some of these with us if we if we wanted for some reason but uh, okay I mean what is that a good idea to take these with us can't hurt to have some TNT I, I shall we shall open the door and find some um, something with a fuse that we can light and throw at them presumably sure. there's a bundle of uh you know, of dynamite that's uh you know it's it's not the sweating kind it's <laughs> it looks to be pretty stable uh that's got a you know good long fuse on it uh you all, uh, also see that the uh the glove box is opened and there seems to be some paperwork kind of just hanging out of the box hmm. i suppose it might be interesting to know whose car this belongs to Yes, here you you hold this dynamite. I say, handing back to you. <laughs> one of the other two, and I get the dynamite. I'm not touching it. Mm-hmm. I get uh, the dynamite. It's uh, it's registered to Tolving. This is Jacob's car. Oh, hmm. I wonder if he brought this stuff with him, or if he acquired it here. It is his car. Well, that's not the sign of a stable personality. Unless people placed it, no, he dug his own eyes out. He is nobody is trying to set him up. This is rather confusing. Yes. Well, time's a waste, and let's see if we can't find that hotel manager. Yes. Sure. You guys uh, have got lanterns, and you're heading out uh, to the woodlands. Uh, if anyone has got any outdoorsmen, uh, as an investigation skill. Oh, okay. I, I think we all do. Yes. <laughs> I do yeah. too, for some reason. Okay. Well, you're actually able to uh, follow uh, the drag paths. It looks like whoever, uh, and it definitely looks like it's a heel imprint of someone being dragged away, and the person dragging made no effort to disguise the pattern or, or hide it over. Um, Is um, evidence collection or outdoorsman better for knowing how many people went in this direction, how many times the stuff was dragged oh sure if, if you've got evidence collection uh just uh 
if from that alone you're able to tell that it was one person, uh, a fairly large person it looks like, uh, dragging a much smaller person away. Uh, as a matter of fact, this the dragged person was probably a woman as it looks like she was wearing high heels. And, um, uh, and the Jacob other person was barefooted. Not, J- Jacob does not uh, fit the description of a large man. No, no, he doesn't. Okay. Right. Yeah. A, a large barefooted person has... Uh, dragged a woman in this direction. We we must go and help the, the poor dear. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> Very right. well. Yes. Follow the tracks. The woods seem normal enough as you enter, but it soon becomes, uh, as you get deeper into it, you notice that the growth starts to close in. It, it, there's animals all over the place. There's mice that swarm underfoot. Birds are screaming in the treetops in impossible numbers. The woodlands are just bursting with life. There are insects everywhere. Uh, the paths through the wood are kind of twisting corridors in, uh, in the spaces between the trees. And there's just this just an abundance of growth. Uh, the, the trees are so closely growing together and so dense uh you if you go people with who have outdoorsman skills you don't even understand how this is possible because they couldn't get enough nutrients i I will make a stability roll here just a stability one because i I enjoy the silence of things and know that (laughs) what is going on here it is not a natural occurrence to begin with yes i'm i'm sure there's a perfectly rational explanation for it yeah well, it is possible that there is some thing going on. Oh dear, I have rolled a one. I want another <laughs> st- <laughs> to hit there. Yep. Yes, this, this this is most unnatural. I, I do not believe this is uh, uh, nature in action at all. It is some sort of foul perversion, a, a corruption, perhaps something that man has done here. Uh, we hmm. that that would that's a perfectly rational explanation. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> As you penetrate further into the uh, wood, still following uh, following the trail, although it's starting to get harder to follow now, Uh, does anybody want to make a spend in outdoors to continue to follow or just keep going as best you can? Oh, I'll spend in outdoors. Okay. You're able to continue uh, following the trail, and uh, you come to a twisting kind of corridor between the trees where you find that there's a kind of a very crude lean to shelter. Some unfortunate vagrants, no doubt. What, do, do the tracks go beyond this, the dragging? Parts? It goes past it. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem to stop uh, or anything. I'm gonna, I, I will still take the time to look into the lean to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a filthy blanket inside and some kind of carved jewelry. Hmm. I will look at the carved jewelry. Uh, I, I am waiting with the uh, the good doctor who was the one leading us on. Yes. Mm-hmm. It it seems to be uh, carved out of uh, out of wood, uh, very crudely. Uh, it depicts what looks like uh, you would call it. Uh, well, do you have any kind of ooh, history or theology? Uh, I got anthropology. Anthropology, got perfect. It's like a. It's like a, a mother uh, a mother icon, you know, is the bloated mother goddess. Belly. Yeah. Yes. Crude example of primitive artwork. 
Uh, it looks like. Does it look like like kind of like the native wood, or is it more like that petrified stuff? It looks no. It looks native. It looks like it was just carved from a, a stray bit of wood, very okay. similar to what you see around you. As you're stopping for a moment, uh, uh, taking a look at this, you guys hear from like above you some creaking and and clattering in the trees above you, and there's like uh, the birds are just kind of swarming around uh, because there's, some, there's a lot of activity in the tree shelter above you as well. Uh, the canopy is so overgrown; it's it's blocking out what little light from the moon that you're seeing. I will I'll shine my lamp, my uh, torch up there. Huh? Uh, something larger than a bird seems to be flitting between the treetops. <laughs> <laughs> probably, I'm probably the the probably the the filthy the filthy vagrants living here who probably d- drag the woman out here. I'll I'll grab a stick. And hurl it up. There's like, come down here, you foul thing, and let us take you to the police like a civilized person. You actually hear a burst of what sounds like speaking from the treetops, uh, in in a chirpy kind of sing-songy voice uh, between a couple of different things. Yeah. <laughs> does, oh, does it? What's it say? Or does it not say anything? You can't really make out words, but it certainly sounds conversational. Speak. English, like a civilized human being. A couple of or eyes another, poke out from the canopy or above stick you. Up at it. Okay, uh, a couple of eyes poke out at the canopy above you. It, it's uh, very thickly grown hair covering a very childish uh, face, and it's kind of hanging upside down in the trees. Uh, the young man's legs are kind of hooked around a branch, and he's hanging upside down. He seems to be peering at you. He's only wearing like a a very crude loincloth and his skin is very dirty okay so it's human <laughs> yes okay okay um okay uh hold on he's reassurance oh it's just he told you it's just some 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 filthy bum <laughs> some poor unfortunate cast out by the system come down here young man hmm? yeah, uh, yeah. I'll use reassurance and try and get him to come down sure uh he, he kind of looks at you and uh, re- reverses his legs on the branch so that he's hanging by his arms and uh, drops the rest of the way down and lands at a crouch at your feet and uh, is peering up at you, kind of cockeyed. And, you know, his, his head is tilted a little. He's still kind of uh, uh, crouched down. How, how old does this person look? Maybe 12. Oh, okay. Why, it's nothing but some poor filthy urchin. <laughs> This, this is not good. Do, it, it, does he have bare feet, or it's large? He's just wearing like oh no, milk. he's very slight. I mean, you know, he's you figure him to be about a twelve-year-old uh, male child, uh, kind of kind of thin, uh, very lanky, very uh, dirty. Uh, you know, it looks so like he's his just hair wearing is, like. So he's just wearing like a loincloth or something. Yes, yeah, just wearing kind this of. A, this is a fairly suburban area, not like out where you would normally find like feral children, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very large wood, but yeah, this is a, uh, you know, this is okay. <laughs> right. So now the child smiles have, at you. How long have you been out here? Say, <laughs> kneeling down trying to get confidence. Vicar, do you have any of those chocolates left? Kind of kind of looks up and sniffs the air a little. I had a the poor thing's imbecilic. 
he, uh, child reaches out his hand and uh, kind of strokes the clothing that you have and is kind of like feeling the fabric. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> pick, pick his hands away from my clothes. His filthy, disgusting, grubby hands away from my clothes. Yes, yes. Where are your parents? It gives uh, the child gets kind of a mischievous looks on his eye and nods at you and uh, it takes off running down the trail. Quick, follow it. We don't have time for this. We need to find the woman who was dragged away. Well, maybe he knows. He, he seemed to be heading in the way that you were heading, following the trail. See? Oh, I'll, then I'll follow. Fo- follow them, then, I guess, yes. Quickly, uh, quickly. All right. Uh, if Everybody just give me an athletics roll. If you want to uh, spend anything for your athletics, let me know. Otherwise, just a D6 roll. Oh, I'll spend one of my athletics. No, I'm just trying to go along. Now, does that uh, does that roll extra dice, or does that uh, add yeah, to no, the roll? Whatever you spend is what you add to your D6. Um, okay, this is not an investigative roll. roll. It's a general skill, so those do come back. Those points come back after you get a chance to rest. Okay. So whatever you're willing to spend, uh, let me know. One. Um... Mm, I do not have athletics anyway. I have fleeing, so I could run the other way fast. <laughs> I got one success. All right. Yeah, it, uh, the difficulty number is just a four, so if you succeed four, five, or six, uh, you're easily able to keep up with the child. Uh, who got the two? That was me. Okay, yes. You, you're apparently not uh, spent too, many time, too much time composing music and not enough in the gym as they're leaving you behind. <laughs> <laughs> running after the child you're still able to follow them but you're uh, you're very much in the back of the group as they're uh tearing off after the child and so for a moment there you're kind of almost left alone in this little island of light that your lantern is providing and around you you can you can see the trees kind of the, the breathing the trunks are moving in and out the limbs are kind of swaying to a music of their own and uh you're you're noticing that the forest floor that you're walking through it's it's wet. I'm glad that the only reality that exists is my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite the uh, sophist. Oh no, that's my character. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep following. But uh, uh, am I going? I'm probably going to relate this to the experience I had earlier with the statue. Mm-hmm thinking something along the lines of, uh, you know, two exist, two planes of existence at the same time. Mm, okay. Uh, seeing varying colors. So it's not going to be that much of a shock to me, I don't think, since I already had that first encounter. Mm, fair enough. Uh, those in the lead, they're able to follow the child. He's just running kind of through the woods. He's not really trying to lose you, but he moves pretty quickly. And uh, you hear him laughing ahead of him. And uh, he stops uh, next to a figure that's standing in the middle of the path. It, uh, it's a very large man. Uh, he's, he's over six feet tall, very wide, also just wearing a loincloth, very, very dirty skin. Uh, he's wielding a, a, a large kind of like walking stick. And uh, the child is now kind of grasped around his left leg, uh, squatting down, huddling. He's smiling at you guys, uh, but he's holding on to this uh, larger male's leg as you're running up behind. It's a whole family of dirty, filthy, disgusting bums. Do not call them that. They just need the gracious help of the Lord to overcome their yes, yes, yes. impoverished circumstances. 
perhaps we should uh, no sorry workhouses are not around in the 1930s no. <laughs> you chased my son <clears throat> why oh, you chase my son speaks English finally his, his, his voice is very guttural and the accent is, is very heavy uh, an odd dialect speaks English sort of you can make the words out, but the, it's definitely got a very strong it's, accent. It's dialect. not proper English. Ah, <laughs> uh. we are not chasing your son. We are heading in this direction to find a woman who was dragged away. Me nods at you and <laughs> heart of the mother, gift for the mother. Whose mother? Uh, yes. He he uh, kind of lovingly pats one of the trees near him and says. Mm. Our mother. Who? Oh. And about this time, uh, yeah, your your composer friend uh, manages to catch up with you. <laughs> it must be some primitive pagan nature mother worship. Yes. Please. The kind of thing the ancient druids and whatnot would have had in this area. This is the Funny, 1930s. We should not be. No, no, you don't find that kind of thing now, right now in these, this modern age. Not this close to a major city either. <laughs> Very odd. Um, do we see any drag marks or anything where the, the body may have been taken through? Wait a second. Yeah. Uh, whoever made the spin, you can still clearly see the marks going through the woods uh, past where the guy is kind of blocking your path. Gift, gift to the mother. That doesn't sound good at all. Wait, that doesn't sound good at all. What do you mean, gift to the mother? Hmm. You filthy heathen. It's May 10th, I mean. Mother mother needs nourishing. It's, it was a gift. Mother provides life. We provide life for the mother. Mm. Mm. What how, do, how, how, hearing the answer, how do you provide life to the mother? Mm. We bring offering to the mother's heart. The mother, the mother, the mother accepts the offering. The mother is pleased. The mother, the mother continues to let us live. Oh, I don't like this at all. Oh, not at all. Did, did you? I, I'm, I'm, it's sounding quite a bit like human sacrifice. Isn't it now? <laughs> his, his head's been kind of like nodding at you the whole time during this. And it just looks like he's confirming what you're saying even, even more as you're, you know, he's been doing this the whole time though. Is, uh, oh, hit him with your guitar! <laughs> you hit him! Pushing! <laughs> Pushing the musician in front of me. Hit him! Hit him with your guitar! Right on the head! Do it! Do it now! Mm. Mm. Why are you frightened? Um, mother, mother to us all. Uh, I'm, hold on, I'm making a sanity check too as, <laughs> as harsh reality is hitting me. Um, golly. That's uh, not quite mythos yet, but I'm gonna... I'm gonna make a stability three. That's shocking my... <laughs> my... <laughs> nice Masonic Anglican um, sensibilities. I am aware that there are others. <laughs> I'm playing this woman much like my grandmother. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that horrible failure. Oh, wow. Okay. Puts my stability down to three. Okay. Yeah, so you're, 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 you're starting to come unraveled there very strongly. Ah! Hit him! Hit him now! Uh, first of all, I don't have my guitar. <laughs> but I do There's go a, near a stump and start a rather large out a stump beat. There. 
I do Ooh. find a stump and start pounding out a beat based on the, the colors I see around me. Oh, the the large man <laughs> kind of is still bobbing his head to to you, and it's mm, mm, and he starts he starts pounding out a beat on his thighs that kind of go along with your music. Mm, mm. And the the child starts kind of just kind of cavorting around you in a circle. I I grab I find a large stick and give it to the vicar. Like, you hit him, smite him, smite him in the name of your god. What? Come I, do not do that. You try and convert them first, and, and then. The clergy went on several crusades. Don't tell me what your what you do. Smite the heathen. Your god commands it. I've read the book. <laughs> as you're as you're talking, the uh, the guy stops uh, doing the little beat on his thighs, and he goes down to the earth, and he kind of scoops up a handful of it. Uh, and you notice that it's kind of it's it's kind of damp, um, and he well, he comes over to you, uh, Theo, and he's like, mm. and he kind of puts his hands up underneath uh, your your nose, and it's filled with like the the dirt and sod in the ground beneath him, but it's got a strange odor of like of like warm milk, and it's it seems to be kind of sticky and very pungent. That changes the beat of the song I'm tapping out, <laughs> just because the color changes. <laughs> Mm. You drink milk of the mother nourishes. Milk is one of the staples of a good breakfast. It's yes, mud. It's mud. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but um, because of the earlier experience with the statue, uh, mm-hmm. is that going to have any lasting effects on me that would make me want to drink it? Uh, not unless you feel like you must. You're not feeling overly compelled to, but it does smell like warm, rich milk. Hmm. What the heck? I'll try a little. Put your finger into the mass, and it's got kind of this almost sticky kind of tree sap on it, and it smells, you know, just warm, rich milk, and uh, that's what it tastes like too. I look and say to the doctor, "You got to try this. It's great." And uh, he he kind of grinningly. He moves his hand over to the two of you, still filled with uh, the dirt from the ground below, and says, mm, Gift of the mother. Mm. <laughs> I am just leaving. I'm walking. <laughs> I'm following the trail. I'm like, I'm like this permissive, today's permissive society, leading young men and women to shove any kind of thing down their guts, their quick as pie, <laughs> mud, frogs, anything. It's just disgusting. I'm done. I'm through. <laughs> the uh, the large man is offering my and marching straight down the path, following the following the trail. The large man is offering uh, the handful of uh, milky ground to you now, Reverend. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm going on. Um, <laughs> no, I must move on <laughs> and find the uh, the poor unfortunate. I, I will be back to minister to them later. He nods and <laughs> and uh, what is Theo doing? Um, well, I'm gonna start walking towards the uh, 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 the, the marks where the body was dragged. Okay. And, uh, so you're uh, go with the Reverend, basically. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you guys are all following the tracks again. Um, 
since uh, the doctor is the one who did the spend, uh, she's able to still track the drag marks through. And you're very much getting into much denser part of the woods. I mean, the trees are, are growing, if it's even possible, closer together. And the wildlife is just teeming around you. Nothing's really bothering you. But if you stand in one place long enough, there are just like swarms of insects that just kind of run over your feet. There's like little rats and rabbits. And this is the middle of winter. And uh, the smell of warm milk gets stronger and stronger as you're following this path through. Uh, the large man and uh, his his son uh, have have left you uh, back. They they don't seem to be following you, although you're still hearing kind of chittering and moving in the treetop canopy above you. I'm going with a one point san- uh, stability check here because that's not right. <laughs> I'm sure there's a perfectly logical explanation for it, but sure ain't right. Eh, that I'm sure is a logical explanation for it. Alright, I made the roll. <laughs> yep, not a problem. It, it, it's not any freakier than things that you've seen so far. No, that's just... I'm, I'm sure the local industry is just making it warmer out here. As you continue to... Uh, cycle. <laughs> as you continue to follow the path, uh, the canopy gets even more... Uh, enclosing above you and is getting darker and darker so that uh, finally your lanterns are the only real light that's uh, provided around you. And you're starting to notice there's a slope, that you're you're starting to go into a downward, kind of a sharp slope. I will carefully continue. The uh, the bird song. Oops. It seems to have lost uh, yeah. James as well. We are not having much luck today, but yes. Oh, we did lose them too. Look yeah. I'll give him a minute. We're so close. We're almost done. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see this ending well. Yeah. Are you back, James? Uh, no, he's not back yet. He will be in a second. Yes, I see him. All right. The problem I have with Call of Cthulhu games is I've 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 know so much about the mythos and the, the stories that. Unfortunately, so much of like the, I, I know what's coming up. I know this is going to end well. <laughs> okay, I'm back. All I right. see where this is going. But, you know. <laughs> so uh, the trail that you've been leading is uh, apparently leading you uh, at a sloping, very sharp slope downwards. And the canopy is getting denser and denser above you to finally your lantern light is the only light that's being provided in front of you. The animal sounds around you kind of crescendo into a big maddening howl. And then as you're killing Further down this decline, it just becomes very quiet. And it's kind of the sounds are receding in the background. And you get the, the distinct impression that you're no longer above ground anymore. You, you feel very much like you're, you've gone underground. The uh, smell of the warm milk also is, uh, is, is gone now, replaced by a, a much more, more bitter smell that kind of catches in the back of your throat. Reminds all of you very strongly of like liquid bile, and it's just kind of um, running in rivulets uh, on the vegetation what, that's around you. Okay, what's the benefit of um, again of uh, removing one of your pillars of sanity? <laughs> if you uh, if you lose three points of sanity, or for every three points you lose, you may get rid of one of your pillars. Uh, okay, I haven't okay, lost now, any sanity. Yet. How this okay. helps you is that pillar can't be attacked if it's something that because the 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 sanity loss for uh, a pillar being eroded is very high i think they're like anywhere okay. five to eight points uh, uh okay yeah oh, sorry 
Okay, but I haven't lost any sanity yet. So yeah, no, no sanity lost yet. Okay. All right. Uh, so this tunnel becomes uh, starts to become uh, narrower as you're descending down, and to the point where only two of you can walk side by side. Uh, you have sense trouble there, don't you, James? Yep. Uh, give me a D6 roll. If you want to spend first, tell me. Otherwise, a straight up D6. You, this is I've got, a little higher. I've got sense trouble, too. I've got lots of sense trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> How much do you have? Trouble? I've got 10. All right. Oh, well. Yeah. So tell me ahead of time what you want to spend and then roll it and add whatever you want to spend. I'm spending three. Okay. I'll spend two just to kind of match that. Uh, I have sense trouble as well, but I won't spend any of it. I'm sure there is no trouble here. (laughs) Perfectly fine. Everything's perfectly good. Yes. What did I roll? Well, I got a couple successes there. Well, no, you add to the so you, number you, you, you roll. Add to you the roll yeah, yeah, you yeah. add to the number. Let so me re-roll that since I've typed in oh. it, too. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay, okay, so you roll one die and add how what you spend and to had, it? And add what you spend to it, right. If oh, you want to roll, okay. that's fine. Or if your first roll was high, however you want to do it, it's fine. Well, that's a four with the three I spent. So that okay, should... yeah. Yeah, I got a four with a two, so. Okay. Uh, those of you who are dangerous since then, you notice that the decline is is sharp enough, and then there's this, this odd bio-like liquid around that uh, going forward is going to become very treacherous if this incline keeps going uh, so far that you may just start sliding down. Um, the incline is just so sharp now that it's almost, you know, you're in very much danger of it starting to go down it like a chute. Uh, what materials do we have on us right now? What like, materials uh, might a preacher and a doctor and a musician have on them? <laughs> um, well, our clothes, um, cigarettes mm-hmm. at this time period. Yep. Uh, preacher yep. might have a Bible. Uh, yes, I would have a Bible. Um, I'm going to ask for something uh, that we can toss in there. We, we have the dynamite with us as well. But I'm not going to toss that yet. Uh, <laughs> we also have lanterns. But I'm going to see if I can get something to toss into the bile and see what happens. Okay. Before we All get right. too close. What do you have in mind? What kind um, of... I've got the little carved wooden figurine still. Okay. Let's throw that in. All right. Uh, you throw the little wood for, uh, figurine into the bile and... Uh, Nothing seems to happen, you know, at first. Uh, it looks like some of the detail is starting to, to fuzz out a bit, though, almost like it's uh, becoming a little eroded. Can I use can I use biology to, or perhaps pharmacy to see if this actually is bile or something else? Sure. Uh, yeah, you you uh, kind of examine it a little bit more closely. And yeah, it, 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 it very much resembles digestive juices. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Okay, um, I'm going to suggest I'm going to suggest we light the dynamite, toss it down a little ways, and run like a son of a gun. But are we not here to to save the? Um... Pretty sure she's digested by now. Well, we don't know for sure. Okay. Hello, you keep are you down there? Okay, uh, you yell that out, uh, and in return you hear like a a low moaning sound coming up uh, from 
you know, like the the very steep hole, you know, in front of you. It's uh, it sounds like it's somebody in pain. See, I'm We've gonna go down you. there. I'm yes. gonna say that with my preparedness skill, and I'm I'll even be willing to roll or spend for this, that I've picked up a rope. Aha, uh-huh. and that's that's exactly what that's for. Uh, give me a preparedness roll. Uh, a rope is something common, okay. so just a four or better. And if you want to spend before you roll, I'm going to spend three just to make sure we mm-hmm. can get it. Okay. Uh, then you don't need to roll if you're spending three because you know obviously you're going to get a one at least. Uh, sure. <laughs> well, you have uh, you have for whatever reason some uh, rope uh, about your person. <laughs> okay. Silky uh, soft. Fifty feet of silk rope. I'll be that. It's elven make. <laughs> my, ten feet, my ten foot pole and some pythons. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna suggest that uh, one of us anchor up here, and we have, uh, or at least one of us anchor up here and have one person go down on the other end of the rope to see if they can get a hold of the body or person well, down there. We we can't send the poor dear doctor down there. That's right. So it will have to be you or I. Um, what do you? I, I am probably not the stronger of the two, so perhaps not being used as the anchor. All right, I will anchor then, and Reverend, I will tie this about your person and lower you down as you walk down slowly. If you start to slip, I'll catch you. <laughs> yes. All right, sounds good. Um, so what I'm going to need is uh, if you're anchoring the rope to yourself there, James, uh, give me an athletics roll. The difficulty is going to be higher because you're on slick ground and you're you're trying to hold the weight of the reverend as he's going down. So I'm going to need a five or better. Uh, you can spend athletics points before you roll. And okay. then for the reverend, uh, just a success, a four or better on an athletics roll. If you do not have athletics, <laughs> um, this could be harder. Um, ah, yes, I, I, I do not have athletics. Uh, perhaps I should have looked. I'm going to spend four on athletics. Okay. Since uh, I have how, ten. How this can work here, by the way, is uh, you can help another person uh, do a role. Okay, if you have an athletics pool and he doesn't, mm-hmm. you can help his role. Uh, basically by giving some out of yours. It, it costs one to help him that doesn't do anything, but anything else you spend past one will add directly to his role. Okay, so me spending four, how would that... Okay, well, you have to make uh, an independent role of your, of your own just to be able to you okay. know, hold the rope, but by you know, you know, instructing him how to tie the rope about him and uh, you know, by lowering him slowly yourself, you can kind of help him with his role by spending more of your pool. Okay. So for example, if I spent three on myself and two on him, uh, that would give him one on his pool because you, you, however many points you spend on him, he's going to lose one off of that. So if you spend two, he's only going to get a benefit of one. If you spend three, he'll get a benefit of two. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to, since this is kind of an important thing, I'm going to spend, um, probably three on me and three on him. Okay. That's minus six out of my pool. Right. Okay, so make your roll first to make sure that you can keep your ground without being yanked out underneath you by the reverend. Um, got it. Yep, it was a little bit higher, so you've got to have uh, five or better, and you've got it with that. And now, the dear reverend, uh, you need to make an athletics roll. Do you have the skill at all? Not at all. I okay, so roll a d6. 
Oh dear. Let us see what I can roll. I've given him a six. Three. I have rolled a six. Yes, uh, that's good because you're <laughs> at minuses for not having the skills. But what, how he's instructing you to, you know, hang onto the rope and tie it around you. You're able to lower yourself down. Um, so this tricky operation does does get the reverend down through the hole, which is starting to look suspiciously like a gullet. <laughs> the uh, the smell of bile <laughs> is even stronger uh, while you're down here, but. Uh, it does flatten out so that you now have like a level ground to walk on. And uh, you're hearing some, uh, the, the kind of almost sobbing cries coming up uh, ahead of you down the tunnel. Oh, uh, <laughs> Rope is not going to be long enough to keep attached to you, though, while you walk down the tunnel. Oh. <laughs> Your choice, Reverend. Um, uh, th- th- this is obviously not... This is, is it a fleshy cave? I mean, this is a well, stability It's role. still made of vegetation, but the vegetation is particularly kind of plump and damp. And, it, you know, you can you can tell that it's vine and it's wood, but it, it resembles flesh so much. Uh, I, I think this is a, uh, a, a supernatural creature from a distance type thing. A, a, a three stability. Mm-hmm. I should roll against. Um... Hmm. I should just make a flat roll and see what happens. Oh dear. <laughs> Perhaps I should have spent points. Never mind. I, okay, oh. so you were doing a, a three level sanity roll or stability roll? No, uh, just a stability roll. Just a stability. Okay. It still doesn't. It's still not quite a uh, mythos, I don't think. No. You haven't had any particular insight into that, so this is just a kind of a creepy experience right now. I I, I will um uh, uh, <laughs> I must I must go on to save the person. I must now. I obviously that is uh, my calling here. That is why I am here now. Yes, yes. I, I will uh, untie myself. I will untie myself from the rope. I am untying myself from the rope and going forth to see and rescue the poor unfortunate who is here in the uh the belly of the beast as it were <laughs> what's your uh, stability down to right now I-, I am at the stability of two okay all right so you're you're still in command of yourself and uh, you're gibbering but you're all right you you <laughs> yes. man up and put yourself forward uh you hear an almost animalistic cry from ahead of you like, like a puppy whimpering as you're approaching the sounds begin to sound more human, like someone who's just stopped crying, is breathing like shakily. And uh, you come across uh, an elderly lady that's kind of entwined in a bunch of branches and vines, and she's breathing and gasping, and she turns her head and looks over at you, and she's whimpering, and she's just repeating just over and over. She's just like, kill me! Just kill me! Kill me! I, uh, <laughs> uh, I I will try and free her rather than killing her. I will try and uh, remove the uh, branches where I can and try and uh, drag her out. I guess this is um. Okay. Yes, uh, so uh, when you when you get there and you you start uh, removing branches for her, I mean some of them you're able to pull off, but you're noticing that some of the branches. Um, are growing through her. 
some of the branches have gone through her arms, through her legs. And uh, when you see the one that's gone through her stomach, uh, you begin to wonder if it's possible to pull her out. Her skin seems to have like a waxy, melty look to it as well. There's a strong smell of decay and decomposition. And she turns her head, and then her eyes are streaked with tears. She's staring right at you, and she's just continuing pleading with this hoarse voice, Kill me! Kill me! <laughs> How's it going down there, Vic? <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I think this is um, a, a sanity-type role now. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, so h- how does sanity and stability uh, interact. If I lose, I, I make a. I will always lose the sanity that is listed. Yes, but you yes. can make a roll against the stability. All right. Um, well, I think this is a uh, mythos posing a clear and present danger to innocence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a three stability, one sanity lost. So So I I can go into negatives with stability? Oh, yes, you can. Yeah. At uh, at zero, uh, you've gone basically temporarily insane. At negative 12, you're permanently insane. And by the end of the adventure, you're you're permanently retired. But you've got that strength of insanity to pull you through. So you keep (laughs) going. (laughs) I I can only spend one point before I go temporarily insane. So I will spend the one point and roll and hope to succeed. Or I will temporarily run into the belly of the beast I expect go deeper in uh, that is a four in total then you succeed uh, so is you that, only that lose the one that you spend and you don't lose the rest excellent um, oh, wait right here Madden I, I, I will be back with uh, more people please, I, I will run and, please and then, oh please I will run back and tie the rope around me as quickly as possible and try to make my way up the uh, um, the slippery gullet as fast as I possibly can. Yes. All right, back yeah. at the top. Uh, yeah, there's. Oh, but I see that kind of speed in a vicar these days. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me an athletics roll to kind of support his weight again as he's uh, trying to pull himself up and. Oh, dear. This is not good. Okay, with a two, uh, his weight is enough to... It basically sweeps you off your feet, and uh, you slide down through the hole and uh, fall down below. And uh, let's see. Make me one more athletics roll. If you're going to spend anything, let me know. If not... Oh, mega failure. Oh, that's not good. Uh, you land in a heap at the, uh, the the foliage below, and even though it's damp, it's still, it's still wood, and your leg hits it poorly, and you hear this dry snap. Oh, one of your legs ouch. broken. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on, I'm coming down. <laughs> it's a good thing I've got outdoorsman to build myself a cast. A <laughs> I'm going to spend my last point of athletics and try and climb down. There. We need you at the top so we can get up. <laughs> yeah, but the rope is down there with him a, as well. I reckon, 
I recognize a femur snapping when I hear one. <laughs> oh, if that were a femur, I'd be dead. This is probably more of a tibia or a fibula. Regardless. <laughs> Can't leave me up here. What do you want to do? The rope's down there with them? <laughs> You're up. Uh, I've got preparedness tent. I'm sure I brought my own rope. <laughs> oh, give it a roll. Give it a roll. I will spend, I'll spend those three points to make sure, in fact, I do have a rope. Yeah, uh, that's fine. If you want to spend the three, uh, sure. You <laughs> you suddenly remember that uh, you've got an exceptionally <laughs> long belt. Or, <laughs> or, hey, look, there's some overhanging vines that will work nicely as a rope. <laughs> that's right. There you go. When I was back in the wall. <laughs> uh, what are you going to anchor it to? I will just tie it around said tree where I got it. Okay. Tree don't drop you. And an athletics roll? Uh, I will spend my last point of athletics. (laughs) We all have broken legs down at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, but my my legs are intact. (laughs) For now. Yay! Hey, there we go. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you, you climbed down very well and uh, managed to keep your feet. Repelling down in the, in the sensible shoes and the skirt. Mm-hmm. Youth these days, they're so lazy, they don't know what good exercise can do. Theo's <laughs> laying on the ground. Uh, it's His leg is bent at a very bad angle. I'm afraid this is going to hurt a lot. <laughs> You're going to set the leg. <laughs> I will set the leg. Right. We need to get out of here soon. Quickly. Uh, there's... Do I have to make any kind of roll? No, no. You've got a medical. I mean, if you. Well, no, no. He Because he didn't. The way that it's written, he didn't actually take health damage. It's just the first play at person that falls breaks a leg. <laughs> so I will set his leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, what's. What's all this then, Vic? What's all the hullabaloo? With all the commotion that you're making down the passage, the uh, the keening and the whining sound from down the quarters increased. Hey, what's that? We, we need to go. That, that is... Um, <laughs> that, that, that is... Uh, what? The what? Owner of snap the, out of it! Hotel. Uh, I snap out! Stop it! <laughs> what's on each side? Snap out of it! Vic. What is wrong? There is a woman. I think it is the owner of the hotel. She she is... Uh, she is... There are plants running through her. She she is being eaten by the, 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 the earth. Do, do not go and see. Do, do not. It is. She fell and impaled herself on plants. On like some jagged wood or something. And no, they, they seem to be growing through her now. It, it is... What, what, one moment, gang. Hold on. We, so, we we need to leave. Wonder what would happen if we threw that box with the statue in the vial. <laughs> I bet that would be all kinds of fun. Well, uh, it's providing you haven't dropped the dynamite. I know what I'm <laughs> suggesting you do. Yeah, I still got the dynamite. I want to get the statue and then blow the whole thing. That would be all kinds of fun. (laughs) (laughs) And who knows? We could make the doctor do it. 
I'm back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you've just set a leg, and you're hearing this keening sound down the corridor. Yes, it, it is a, a woman. The plants are growing oh, oh, through. Hold her. on, I'm sorry. Hold on one moment. No, <laughs> sorry. The doctor's having some problems setting that leg. <laughs> Middle of the night, dark cavern with digestive juices, stick of dynamite, and a broken leg. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> No, I need a whip, a hat, and a gun. Yeah. And some dark sunglasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got this sinking feeling that we should have brought the statue with us. Uh, I'm back. I'm sorry. Well, no problem. So. Okay. So, yep. Yeah, Wailing down away. the corridor. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We get to the woman with the... Uh, I do not advise you go there. But yes, okay. Uh, can, can, can he walk on his broken leg? Uh, with a little bit of support, uh, he can hobble along. Since uh, the Reverend's not going back there in all likelihood, I'm probably going to be staying here with him while the doctor goes insane. Well, if you weren't moving, I was going to stay with you. But if everybody was going, I would have. No, no. I'm staying here. <clears throat> Fine. I'll go myself. <laughs> And uh, flower, you, you come flower of British manhood, indeed. <laughs> you come across the lady who's uh, who's still kind of just whimpering on the ground, and uh, you know, her <laughs> face streaked with tears, and she's just chanting over and over, "Kill me, kill me!" All right, well, I'm going to make the same roll that you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you 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 can you see the damage that's done. I mean, the the roots and going through the arms and legs. Maybe she could live through that, but uh, that branch so, going ob- through ob- her stomach <laughs> obviously did not fall and land on a jagged branch. But no. this looks like it has grown through her foliage and all that. All right, well, let's make that roll. And that in her skin is kind of the melted. It like it's like wax. It's starting to yeah. ooze. <laughs> okay. Well, there goes one point of sanity. Now let me make, <laughs> let me make this roll for the. Uh, I've got three stability left. Let's see if I lose them all. Come on, dice roller, where are you? There you are. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, did you just hit zero? <laughs> I did. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you've gone temporarily mad. Mad. Oh, we've got to get you out there. And I'm just yanking her oh, off okay. with, without even attempting. I was going to try and surgically remove her, but now I'm just in a panic state, right. just trying to pull her off through the jagged branches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ripping you, uh... her from the roots or trying with my, you know. Okay. The woman begins to, you know, scream in pain as uh, you're you're literally tearing her no, apart. No, as, uh, <laughs> no, no, you've got to go. You've got to go. <laughs> you guys no, are hearing no. this down the corridor. The woman's screaming, and you're you're stiff upper lip. Stiff upper lip. Doctor is yelling, and <laughs> that lip's not stiff enough. <laughs> <laughs> the the inevitable ha- happening. Well, what are you guys doing down the corridor? <laughs> I, I, I yelling and screaming. <laughs> uh, we will have to. I will have to make my way down there to um, uh, pull her off uh, to rescue the doctor. I guess. 
Uh, what, what the, pull her back the site that you come up on is your doctor is like uh, yanking and pulling bits of the woman off of the uh, off the plant, and it, she doesn't seem to realize that the woman's like body and organs have been jellified so much that they're coming apart in her hand. So there's like limbs and chunks of organs coming off of the plant, and she's still <laughs> yelling at her, together. trying to say, "You know, stiff up her lip." <laughs> Just a couple stitches, it'll be fine. I sense the sanity roll. I, I was going to say, yes, I, I will just make a roll and I have. Walk it off. I, whatever it, whatever the, I make it on the table. I also go temporarily inside. <laughs> I, I will take the uh, pieces that um, the doctor is pulling off and I will stack them neatly in little piles <laughs> so that we can put her back together again when we are done saving her. Very good, Vic. Very good. Nice and tiny. Don't get the jump yes, yes. There is order in everything and a, a place for right, right. The grand architect of the universe, etc., etc. Yes, yes. Order in nature. Order in nature. Oh. Follow every sparrow. Follow every sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> and how is Theo handling all this? <laughs> now that you're well, balanced I, on, a, on one leg, <laughs> is is there a uh, enough uh, wood or something nearby that I could make a crutch? Uh, sure, you can rip one of the spongy uh, logs off, and it's, it's actually since it's a little soft, it's more comfortable. <laughs> okay, so I will fashion a, a crutch since I have both craft preparedness and outdoorsmen sure uh i'll fashion a crush of some sort uh while they're screaming and temporarily insane all right <laughs> <laughs> but uh since they both went down there and i can kind of hear them both acting insane I'm thinking it's probably better that I don't go down there. <laughs> okay. As you're fastening your crutch and uh, building your material, the uh, nice dirty vine uh, that's going up the, the ceiling ahead of you uh, suddenly just kind of lets go and comes down through the hole and just kind of coils at the bottom. It's it's come free. And you notice that the the top of the cavern above you seems to be getting smaller. No cave. <laughs> Do I see the Millennial Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was um, stability roll all its own. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to try and get the attention of my cohorts to uh, see if they notice the same thing and at least try and get them back to climbing out of the, the, the gullet. Okay. How do you get their you can't attention? Interrupt our, you can't interrupt our work. I'm ordering this according to the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Where does the spleen get filed? <laughs> Under S. <laughs> um... I'm going to try and, since I'm limited mobility down here, I'm going to try and get close enough to toss things at them and <laughs> yell at them. Okay. <laughs> your, your Theo now with the crutches uh, seems to be tossing refuse at you guys while you're, you're stacking body parts against the wall, which you're quickly done with because there's only so many parts that were there. <laughs> How long do we stay? 
You're you're doing this for you know a good ten minutes before you're you're done separating all the body parts and the organs had turned into just so much liquid. So you guys are just covered in this gooey, yeah. bloody, mucusy mess. Uh, it's not good. Hmm. Hmm. This is uh, yes. Oh, but she good. stopped asking for death. Yeah, she hasn't said anything in a while. <laughs> I think maybe we should leave. <laughs> With alacrity, maybe, yes. Yes. <laughs> Leaving now. <laughs> All right, so you uh, join Theo back at the opening. He seems to have fashioned a crutch for himself. Good man, good man. And Let us try and get out. Happen to see the vine that you climbed down on is kind of coiled uh, around his feet at the bottom of the passage and is no longer going up through the roof. What did you do? <laughs> How do we get out now? Uh, hmm. Being prepared like I am <laughs> and having outdoorsmen, uh, I'm going to suggest we uh, we make uh, climbing, basically uh, climbing pikes. You know, for if you've ever gone hunting or anything, you jab them into the sides of the trees and then actually use them to climb up. So we're going to fashion these out of the wood in our limited time and jab them in as we go up. You, you think that your uh, your patient's femur back there would make a nice <laughs> sharp handhold? <laughs> <laughs> the other jagged bits of bone. <laughs> Although those have been dissolved into gooey fluid, I'm not sure they would work. Not bad. Uh, you do notice that the uh, that, that the 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 top of the the tunnel is is constricting more. So uh, the plan is you're going to try and find some sharp bits of implements and try to climb your way out. That sounds like the plan. If that is what he suggests, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it's harder going without a rope, of course. Uh, difficulty number getting back up uh, is unfortunately a six. Um, and with a broken leg, I'm afraid to say it's a little bit harder for you. Do you have any spins left in athletics? I have four points. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're going to actually need a seven with a broken leg to get up out of here. Uh, everyone else will need a five. <laughs> I'm out of spins. so I, I have no spins either. Yeah. I, I was adding four to make sure I got it and I got a six so I don't know if you saw the ad four I wrote for that no problem so yeah you, you're, you're able to pull yourself up with <laughs> a broken leg yeah uh, scam, scram, scamper scamper like, ah! <laughs> try to scrabble up the wall <laughs> get in your way but uh, one one of you is up there now. Uh, how are the other two of you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. We are. I'm getting in each other's way. Oh yeah, yeah not, I, I see that. Well, at all. How did the one with the broken leg get to the top? Adrenaline, uh, obviously. I was still sane. <laughs> you guys no, are no, scratching no, at the, uh, the surface of the wood, sane. trying trying to yank yourself up, and you keep sliding back down. <laughs> We, we really must leave this place. It is, it is not a good place. We must go. Um, I would agree. I would agree. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you are at the top. Can you throw down the... Wait! 
uh, what happened to the rope? Am I still attached to the rope that he was attached to? Yes, throw it up there. Sure, yes, up. the rope is still there. <laughs> um, I'm going to untie myself from the rope and tie it to the trees. Okay. Just to make sure I don't fall down again. You notice the trees kind of almost uh, try to sway out of your way as you're trying to uh, get the rope around it, uh, but you're able to. But it, the tree actually looks like it's trying to avoid you doing this. <laughs> It's stronger. Kind of moves and shifts around, but you are able to loop the rope around and drop one in through. Okay, I give it a little tug and say, "Come on up!" All as right. I start to walk out of the cave. <laughs> so that that'll reduce your difficulties down there. Now uh, you have another shot at it. You need a a four this time. Uh, H before beauty, I say, grabbing the rope <laughs> and pulling myself out. I'm older than you. I'm older than you. <laughs> I haven't seen your birth certificate, so I don't believe you. <laughs> I make it up. <laughs> the reverend is gasping <laughs> at the top as he manages to pull himself through. <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> I can't get up there. <laughs> <laughs> you fail. You notice that the petty. You notice that the the top <laughs> tunnel is used for a man of the cloth <laughs> is starting to collapse a bit more. It's uh, kind of irising in like some giant sphincter almost. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm making another. Okay, so the the, the between the. Between the fine English clergyman leaving me behind and the <laughs> and the tunnel collapsing or shrinking as it looks, I'm going to make another uh, three in one sanity stability check. Sure. <laughs> Desperation kicks in. All right, I keep stability. Sanity's going further down. All right, so you, uh, you're, what is your sanity at right now? Or how much many points have you lose? You lost what? Two? I, I lost one, yeah, one and one, so I'm down to eight. Ah, okay, okay. All right, so yes, the, it's starting to close above you, and your friends are out there, and you're certain they're laughing at you. You're Keeping certain. verbal abuse upon them both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys doing? It doesn't look like uh, the old doctor is able to make it on her own, and it's starting to close. You? I am a mother, a grandmother. How could you leave me down here? I've already started heading out of the cave. <laughs> it's we, just like your generation. If we um, throw the rope down, or if the rope is already down there, and we pull it up while she holds onto it, yes, will that be make it easier again, or yes, it, it, another she, roll? You, you'll 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 allow her to have uh, one more chance at it. That's fine. Uh, if you're anchoring it by yourself, uh, give me it's, just. Have, it's tied to the tree, so. Oh yes, okay. So you're just going to kind of help pull. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you give me an athletics roll first. Oh look at that, made it. <laughs> I, I, again, I have no athletics. So. That's fine. Just go ahead and just give me a roll. Let's just see. Oh. Okay. Very good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> five. Uh, so you you had to have a five to do this since you have no athletics, but yes, uh, you can help her. One last time before an iris is closed. Let's have that roll. You only need a three with help now. Is the doctor going that, to live? I rolled that five before he did. Woohoo! 
<laughs> you manage to get up just as the uh, the the Catherine mouth kind of closes up behind you. I am going to throttle that young musician who's hobbling halfway out of the tunnel already. I, I, I suggest we leave so that you can do that later. I, I will gladly watch you. Running. Yes. <laughs> okay. Running now. Yes, which you will be able to catch up to the musician as he is hobbling. <laughs> huh. um, so, uh, can can my, I get the explosives and run back and then drop them in uh, when I catch up with the uh, uh, Theo, the musician? I, I will try to get them from him and throw them down the hole before it closes. Ah. Because... Uh, things like this should not be to not suffer a witch to live I seem to remember it's not exactly a witch but <laughs> I do not like this <laughs> alright so Theo the, the the reverend is raving at you about uh, the explosives and needing to throw it down and <laughs> I'm going to tell him uh, let's go get the car with the gas and all the boomy stuff and uh but the the hole is closing. We need to throw it in now before before it closes. Otherwise, I mean, who knows what uh, if we could find that? Yes. All right. I'll give him a stick of dynamite to, uh, uh, you know, make him calm. Okay. And a match, <laughs> and I will keep hobbling away to head towards the car. You have a stick of dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I will uh, run back and then I will light it and then I will I, I'm getting far away from the priest <laughs> with the dynamite you're able to just <laughs> just squeeze it down through the little bit of hole that's left as your, your stick of dynamite drops down through the hole <laughs> great that, that, that is exactly what I am uh, looking for there. and then as you're uh, you're running away. There's like a a thump from the uh, from the ground below you, and the the ground trembles a bit. And there's a a bit of a of a really acrid smelling uh, fumes that are starting to come up the tunnel behind you as you're you just managed to clear out of the end. So everybody's out underneath the open sky again. The canopy is still very dense around you, and all the sounds of the wildlife around you just kind of come back all of a sudden. So there's all this noise and there's this foul smell following you behind. Yes. I do not stop to explain anything. I just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. Yes. Well, it was lovely to meet you all, but I uh, uh, must get back to the hotel quickly. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Do we make it back to the hotel without the young dingy man killing us? Yes, yes, no one attempts to follow you. Okay, I'm going to get Jacob and the statue and Jacob's car Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, drive back there and find my dingy friend. (laughs) I have a plan. Well, what do you you want to do? We'll go ahead and do this as an epilogue. So what is it that uh, you wanted to do? I want to offer Jacob as a sacrifice without my friend knowing that I've got a big boomy in the back of the car along with the statue and just ram it all down the gullet before it blows up. <laughs> okay. Well, neither of the other two of you at all interested in what this uh, this madman to you seems to be doing when you get back to the hotel? 
No, no, no. My my books need me back at the uh, yes, back <laughs> back there. They need me. I'm kind of concerned with what he's doing with Jacob, but <laughs> I'm in no position to. I'll go call. I'll go actually tell the police. I'm not going to be able to rest, wrestle that ruffian down. <laughs> so you're calling the police? I'll, okay. I'll make my way to the police if I can remember where it is. All right. You're a little crazy anyway. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to do an epilogue here where we'll say that uh, Theo manages to get his ploy uh, going and the. Yeah, the I figured car... he'd get there much far, much quicker than the police <laughs> the, uh The car explodes in the wilderness and uh, the, the forest is set afire. Uh, a and Theo, <clears throat> as you're looking up uh, from the hotel, uh, pleased with the sight below you as the. The evil wood seems to just catch on fire readily, and it's all burning below you, and there's a, a small smile to your face when suddenly... <laughs> yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the... <clears throat> oh, where did it go? Sorry. Uh... As you're looking out over the forest burning and have that satisfied uh, uh, smirk that you think you've done something good... And, the, uh, the hills of the entire lake district before you, and this is not just the for, uh, forest, but the hills, the valleys, just all the lake district before you shifts as if an animal moving in slumber. And uh, <laughs> that's that's where the module ends. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so the statue didn't get destroyed or anything? <laughs> okay, so uh, so what happens in what, this module? And what's the connection between Dayaloth and what I'm assuming is Shabnagiroth or something? Yes. Um, what it is is uh, Dayaloth is basically uh, it gives you insight into the into the the mythos. The more time you spent peering at it or looking at it, the more mythos lore you collect. And uh, the reason your friend wanted it is because he was onto the idea that uh, Shabnagiroth, a part of it, was here in this world, he thought the forest was it. Like this was a tendril of Shabnigarth. Mm -hmm. And he thought if he could destroy the forest, he could get rid of the manifestation here. And, uh, he wanted the, the statue to, to give him further insight on to, uh, as to how to do this, the best way to do this, etc. What he didn't realize is that the forest wasn't the tendril. It's the entire Lake district is just one massive tendril, uh, of, of <laughs> this beastie. <laughs> So he was using the one god to fight the other. Yeah. yeah. Ah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, there's two separate things going on. The box itself uh, would give you Mythos knowledge to, uh, uh, to understand and uh, to possibly, you know, know what you're going into, which is often the worst thing you can possibly do as a Cthulhu <laughs> adventurer. Right. You really don't want to know what's going on. <laughs> right. Hmm. <laughs> Do I still need to make a sanity roll for that shift? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the final sanity roll should have been a big one when you realize, like, the entire landscape in front of you is just a small part of a much larger creature. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, yeah, but uh, that's, uh, that, that's the end of the scenario. So, um... Yes. Do you guys have a few minutes just to go over some uh, some just Q and A afterwards, or what you thought about sections, what you might have missed? Uh, if I, and maybe we just played it too cagey or too cautious, but if the whole point of the scenario is to test the mechanics on 
on making your character go insane and enjoying that, mm-hmm. there may have they m- might have been more opportunities to make us go insane. Yeah, I, I think we missed one back at the uh, back at the shop. As I say, I think there was mm-hmm. a dead body out the back there, something which might uh-huh. have been nasty. Uh, but I mean, the the table. I don't know whether it's a generic table which they're showing for everything for every game or whether it's meant to be tailored for this adventure. But the um, UTA friend loved one or source of stability killed. Uh, there was not really any sort of way of that happening. Yeah, the uh, only one that would affect it. Well, all of you, if uh, your friend uh, was killed, um, which you know that could have happened through various means, uh, that would have been a big one right there. Of course, you yeah. sedated him. Um, which I don't <laughs> think they planned on, which is one of the first things I had a question about. If you've got a, a pre-gen character that's a doctor and someone's right. going stark raving mad in front of you, likely they're going to calm them down with an injection of something. <laughs> well, also, let too, like, I had no real reason, at least with this pre-gen that I saw, to, especially when I, in my history it says that Jacob has these little episodes every five years. Yes. I saw no real reason to go to the Rubinowitz. Right, right. Jacob's gone crazy. Best go bring him in. Yeah, and I I fully agree that uh, that character's position, that would be the the thing that they would do. I I might just replace that pre-gen with Mm -hmm. someone else. Well, even if you do that, you've still got the cop there who could uh, tie them down so that they couldn't go anywhere. I mean, they could still rant at you from within there. Yeah. You know, I kind of notice Theo's probably the least likely to go insane. Yes. Uh, mostly because everything he sees is out of the ordinary. He mm-hmm. he sees things so much from a different dimensional perspective that really nothing in the module would have caused him any paradigm shift. So, at least the way we played it. Uh, yep. <laughs> and I uh, I kind of saw that too with okay the the I did a pre, uh, another group I ran through with this and uh I did it the traditional way with them and they suggest you do it both ways to see what works where I just simply tell them what the stability and sanity loss would be. They lost far more wow. uh, than when you choose it yourself. Although I think you guys had more fun with it when to choose it yourself. Uh but they they certainly went insane much faster. They didn't make it out of the hotel sane. Really? So, yeah. Well, what did they have ad- uh, additional encounters, so to speak, that we didn't? <laughs> they say, opened the box suggest? in the bookstore, or in the in the uh, the original place where you found it. They opened the box there, and they spent a good deal of time examining it. And uh, the longer you're in its presence, the more reality shifts around you, where you start seeing everybody as basically just a, a gibbering pillow of of flesh and whatever. And when you start going like everything around you, like buildings and everything start looking like just piles of gooey flesh. Uh, you start right. getting, you know, odd sensations and you start becoming more and more disconnected with the environment around you. And the sooner you open the box, the sooner all that happens. And they did it right away. They opened it right, right. there. <laughs> and now, yes, the shop had many dead bodies in it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Hypothetically, the... if, uh, for example, Theo had gotten the box originally, Mm-hmm. And gotten there before anybody else, and actually given the the reliquary to Jacob. What, how would that have changed things? Is, it, uh, is that accounted for? Yeah, Jacob would have snapped immediately. He was he was basically already at negative eleven. 
he was ready to go stark raving mad whenever you questioned him too hard or he opened the box himself. Um, and he knows so much of what's going on that, well, one, that would likely he would have attacked you, leading to the death of somebody that's, you know, a, a stability point for some of the characters, which is going to be, uh, that's a, a six hit right there for a source of stability killed or etc. Um, or being turned against you. Uh, he also would have basically blown up the hotel and the woodland around you once he snapped. That was the idea with the car loaded down with all the explosives anyway. He thought, the woods is the critter, it's just the woods, I've got to burn it all to the ground. So he would have uh, went ahead and you know taken care of that. <laughs> Good for him. The, uh, the book uh, that he wrote that describes the worm critters and all that, um, which I had gotten, then I decided because my character's supposed to have like these memory lapses. I decided that she bought it and then just forgot yeah. about it, and then I never had an opportunity to bring it up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that was that did that book have any special significance or? It it had a small stability loss. Um, originally, it was a it was a two point stability loss originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not picking it yourself. So basically every one of those books had a stability loss of some sort if your character sat down and perused them all. Right. Let's see. The biggest losses came from getting the uh, the, the sensorium shift by looking at the Daleth uh, idol for too long. Eventually you realize that it's not just an idol, that it is part of Daleth, that he's trying to get into this world, uh, <laughs> which becomes the higher sanity losses. And see, mm-hmm. yes. I like the uh, the different books that can be found in the libraries that are the uh, the other modules. Uh, that was also if uh, if you were one of the characters or played one of the characters that went through one of these uh, other modules and you started reading your story in the book. That's a stability five hit <laughs> for for the same character doing for the it, same character, the same yes. player, yeah. yes. I don't see some of those things that you can't get out alive. Mm-hmm. Some of those modules. Yep. So I don't see how you could be playing the same character. <laughs> that's uh, that's the other thing with Trail of Cthulhu. You can either play it pulp or you can play it uh, purist. And purist, you die or go insane. That's that's the whole point of it. There's very little way to win. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I, I mean, the, the one which we played, um, where, I mean... Hopefully, uh, I'm not going to spoil it for uh, Joshua and James here, who are who haven't played it. But you, you are a worm. Yes. <laughs> so you you can't get out of that one without. Oh, sure you can because you so won't you, you won't turn for another few years. Your elder brother <laughs> in that one who was turning, and that's why you were all there, had already reached his you know his date, but you guys hadn't yet. <laughs> So you yes. you could technically have kept adventuring, you know, knowing that eventually you're going to turn turn into a worm beastie, but not likely. So yeah, I, I do see what you're saying. It's kind of lost there because likely you are not going to live through, or at least come through with your sanity intact those other three modules. But it was a nice little homage in there, I think. <laughs> oh yes, certainly. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see the callback to it, certainly. But I think it meant will mean more to players than to characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, any other questions or comments that I can send along? 
I think that covers it for me. Um, uh, are there other people at the who run the hotel? No, uh, your friend basically gave everyone else the creep so badly that they all just left. Right, I can understand that with the guests, but with people actually working at the hotel? Yep, uh, there were a few. There was two cooks and uh, a maid. And the three of them, uh, basically, they, they undergo sanity loss around him when he's talking to them about all of his, uh, his books and his research. And they get freaked out enough that they leave. Uh, the beastie... <laughs> The, the mother needs a sacrifice every so often, and right. they took the uh, the hotel gotcha. yeah, to, to feed it. Oh, that was the other the, thing that was interesting. Right. With a mythos role, uh, and if you had gathered more information into it, you would know that if you left someone behind in the tunnel, like if you intentionally sacrificed one of the crew, you could have gotten out of there simply. It would have let you out if you left somebody behind. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the father and son in the woods there, they just crazy cultists yeah they're cultists they're just worshippers of the mother just living out in the woods and there's a lot more of them in the treetops uh had you climbed a tree you would have found a network of like ramps and uh like uh houses and such up there there's a lot of them living in the forest so uh with the statue i am i still haven't gotten a, a really good answer on this when you know i decided to take the car down and put that down the gullet with the statue and the uh, sacrifice of Jacob. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that fact that the statue is part of Dagoth um, and it's being swallowed by the other one? <laughs> well, uh, they don't answer it directly, but indirectly, uh, and this came up in the other game, if you choose not to bring the statue anywhere or you just choose to try and destroy it so that you know you know it's something bad, you don't want anyone to get a hold of it, so they, the original group tried to destroy it. You can't. Uh, the box will burn, and then the next morning or that night, one of the PCs wakes up and the statue is like on their dressing table or it's in the bed with them, and it just follows them around. <laughs> okay, so even though I threw it in the other god's gullet... Mm-hmm. It's it, gonna. It likely would still have come back because it, it's part of uh, Daelith. It's basically his his presence on this earth, and it just it it implies that you can't destroy it. Although that would be okay. interesting if another elder god can kill another elder god. <laughs> yeah, because that was kind of what I was going for. the one super elder god. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With their forces combined, they are Voltron. No. <laughs> Uh, sorry, going back to the people at the hotel, mm-hmm. none of the staff decided to tell the police or alert anyone or do anything at all about the fact that they were essentially driven away from there by a, by a crazy man. They didn't the way, decide to tell anyone? The way it's written is that there were some ports, uh, reports given to the police, but since no one's actually committing a crime because... You know, the noise level violations are creeping people out. Really not a crime in a hotel. They really couldn't do anything. And they couldn't find the owner to have anything done. And since no one paid money, they just basically left. Uh, at, at least the guests. You know, they just said, fine, I'm tired of this. I'm gone. And they weren't out any money since they never actually checked out with the manager. Other than that, uh, yes, and I agree that that is kind of a... Um, 
an illogical point. Let me read off actually what it says about the hotel here for you. Um, okay, clues on the hotel. Uh, the other hotel res residents left while Tolving was staying. Um, apparently they're chased off because he goes into these insane giggling fits and starts uh, yelling down the corridors about stuff that he's found. Um, uh, hotel owner Badalay disappears. Let's see. Yeah, they basically just say the staff left. And, you know, they don't really give you a good reason why other than uh, Jacob is freaking everybody out. So, yeah, that's that's kind of a weak... Yeah, there was no mention of it in town. If all of the guests from a hotel left and the staff quit, I would have expected somebody in the town to at least say, oh, you're going up to that cursed place up there, are you? Yep. Oh, I wouldn't want to do that, mate. Oh, no. Um, and I think if there were there were more time investigating in uh, Ravenglass, that would, that, that would come out. Um, before you even got there, like some of these clues that you find out in the hotel could have been found out in the town. And they actually say that you can replace clues where it makes most sense to give them. But yeah, there's no real good explanation as to why the staff just decides to leave. But, you know, that's, that's kind of a weak explanation. Yeah, but definitely there's no dead bodies anywhere. There's no foul play. It just says that they left. Uh, yes, Tolving could in fact see without eyes. <laughs> or were the eyes on the desk seeing for him? Uh, <laughs> we covered them with a handkerchief eventually, so we blinded him. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> we should have made a uh, stability roll for blinding him then. Yep. Talking to Tolving more while he was ranting would have caused more losses in uh, stability. Especially when he's tracking you with his, you know, sightless eyes, and he seems to know exactly where you are, and he can describe details. Let's see. Um, my biggest uh, concern with it is running it as a GM is they drop all these name locations, but not being, you know, not leaving in living in London myself. I have no idea spatially how far apart they are. How large a place is? I'm sure when it's released, they'll ask uh, you more of that. I actually uh, Google mapped it, mm -hmm. and uh, the the town we were in mm -hmm. is quite a ways from the Lakes District. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's right there near, I guess, what's called the Irish Sea or something like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas the the surrounding area that we were supposed to be looking at, where it ha had the hills and the cliffs and everything, yeah. is a lot further inland. Yeah, so the town is supposed to be right in the Lakes District because you could you could walk to the hotel from Ravenglass is what they're saying, but yeah, but Ravenglass is like right there at the at the shore, whereas the Lakes District is uh, at least just looking at this. I think there's a Ravenglass village, which is billed as where the Lake District meets the sea, so uh, it might just be a it might not be a hilly part of the Lake District, or indeed a lake part of the Lake District, but one of the you know, outlying areas sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, really, the closest place that has a, you know, looking at the maps there, the closest place that had a decent forest and would kind of fit is, uh, I mentioned earlier in the, in the IM part, 
it's called uh, something castle. Uh, Winchester, I believe you mm-hmm. mentioned. Yeah. Uh, hey, gang, I, I got to get out here. I got work in the morning. So. Oh, sure, Joshua. If you think of anything else, though, send an email it to me so I can give them some good feedback. I appreciate you playing, though. Oh, no problem. I quite enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. I this game good fun. when it came out, and I haven't had a chance to play it yet. So. <laughs> All right. So but, awesome. uh, but, I mean, definitely. You, uh, Catch y'all later. It's fine, man. Bye, Josh. But, I mean, definitely tying in, because from what I saw there, uh, the castle has some haunting lore around it. Mm-hmm. So maybe if they tied that into the game, since it is closer to Ravenglass uh, Township, kind of had that as part of the uh, uh, where the hotel's located. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they could certainly and, use that to flesh it out a bit more. Although it's supposed to run in four hours, uh, or it's a convention module. It's supposed to run in a four to six hour time frame. Um, so yeah, that's something they could put in to make it longer if they needed to. Yeah, but definitely with that, researching the area a bit more, I think, would make mm-hmm. it more uh, easier to find uh, kind of maps or, or give a, a sense of realism to the people playing. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, let's see, hold on, let me go through this real quick here. Um, what happened in the story? What happened in the mechanics? Uh, okay, so did you feel that uh, being able to choose your own uh, sanity and stability losses was enjoyable? Um, and I found that you do, you lose less when you're choosing yourself, and that's probably how it would uh, end up in most groups, I think. But uh, did you think that's enjoyable versus me just saying, okay, it's going to be this stability loss, check it to see if you do. Uh, the idea behind it is it gives you more of a personal, oh, I don't think I would be that freaked out by this because of my character, so I'm going to choose this instead of that. What are your I thoughts think it- on it? I think it kind of made me think about my character more. I mean, really think, would my character be freaked out? Because like I said earlier, uh, my character with the, the synesthesia going on already isn't going to be freaked out by that much unless he can actually touch it and realize this is really going on and really messed up. Because mm-hmm. uh, everything else is just going to be some sort of random, odd sensory input that he's going to relate to music. Mm-hmm. Okay, Richard. So, and I mean, yeah, for for Richard's character, on the other hand, uh, you know, he he would, of course, look at his character and think, okay, well, this would freak out my character a lot more, and and it would have a harder effect. So I I really think it makes you think about your character more. What do you think, uh, Richard? If this is meant to be a convention mod, mm-hmm. and they and they want um and. <sighs> I, I wouldn't use it with sort of convention players right, mm-hmm. for the um, choose your own stuff. Um, the the list certainly helped me pick what I was what I was going uh, pick the appropriate level, or at least I thought it did. But uh, I'm not certain if you say the others had a highest uh, went insane a lot faster, and that was kind of the object of the exercise mm-hmm. then perhaps we were playing far too safe and given that we don't know the system that well our early characters because we're just picking them up from where we are we were picking it on the safer side mm-hmm. rather than that uh, I, I certainly do think it was fun this time to do mm-hmm. it but whether it would be continually fun to 
do it okay. every time you do that, or whether it's just, oh, it's this kind of situation, I pick number three again. I don't know whether it will degenerate to that level or whether it will always be interesting, given that you yeah. be flipping characters so often. So you think over time it's basically going to just end up being about the same thing anyway, because you'll just know, oh, that's going to be a three, oh, that's going to be a five? Yes, okay. certainly. Unless they provide a different table for each uh, mod, <laughs> which I think would just not be worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, on the other hand, if, for example, you had a, a table, two separate tables, one for the players, one for the GM, if the uh, uh, event or whatever would hit a certain threshold, let the player decide. If the event is above that threshold, the GM will tell them or, you know, depending on, on what the event is. So maybe have something like that that would allow for both situations to occur. Yeah, they actually do give the suggested uh, loss on the page. Uh, so they do have something like that. Uh, was there anything, was there a particular scene, scene that was that seemed awkward, like there was a scene that you just didn't know what you were supposed to do there? I think the um, for me it was the uh, we come across the hovel. There's a guy in the um, in the trees. Mm-hmm. So far, we'd had absolutely no indication that there was anybody in the forest at all. We had a big man. We had tracks leading out of the hotel, but there had been nothing to say. Yeah, there are people living in the forest nearby, or or anything like that. It was suddenly, ha, huh, we suddenly come across this one random house in the forest mm-hmm. and there's a boy and a father. Uh, it just and, didn't seem... Yeah, so like more lead up, like if you'd found something, uh, like maybe if Jacob had uh, found them before and had been talking to him, there were notes about his, uh, what he'd found, like uh, from mm-hmm. a, like a cultural anthropologist you know, viewpoint, like he was so- studying them. Certainly, or um, clues about how uh, there are many muddy footprints going in, as if a lot of people came in out of the forest, took the person and took her out again, rather than just the one person, possibly. Yeah, because the only mention we have of anything kidnapping people before this were the large bird-like creatures, and that wasn't even an issue. I I felt that at some point we were going to actually see those, and we never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of a false lead for for me, anyway. I don't unless, know about you, the, unless the men were actually dressing up as large bird-like people to take them away. True, <laughs> uh, uh, but there were, again, there was no indication of anything. Yeah, like that. yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, any other awkward scenes that just didn't seem to, uh, to fit together, or you just didn't know what you were supposed to do there? Um, what I can think of. Well, you know, where we were talking to the uh, the guy and the boy, and it just wasn't a whole lot uh, uh, to be done except try and find the woman. But I mean, you know, if if you hadn't decided that you were all going to go follow these people, or if you haven't decided they're friendly, it's kind of odd, really. That's why I started playing an instrument was yep. maybe communication. I, I didn't have a clue what to do there personally. No, I, I agree. It's kind of a non sequitur because they're not 
uh, hostile. They won't attack you unless you attack them, is what it's it's telling me. Um, if you're friendly to them, they'll basically tell you all about the religion, how they you know worship the mother, and you can find out that they're basically a mongrel bloodline that they're uh, ties back to uh, like the ancients that used to live in this area. But they don't really go into enough detail with that as to who those might be. Other than to say the the thick accent is like a bastardized Scottish accent. That's really all they say about it. So yeah, I kind of felt that was kind of a non sequitur in there. Mm. Um, just a couple more. Um, was there anything? Was there a particular scene that was just boring? Like it could have just not been in there, and it would everything would have been fine. Other than the 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 people in the forest. Well, well, it wasn't really. It was boring to the extent that nothing happened when we first turn up at the hotel. And there's and, no- oh, there's nobody there. I mean, great. So we can just go directly to room two hundred five and skip any sort of exploration of the hotel whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It didn't really add anything to it. If there was uh, uh, creaky floorboards or something to get us to take a, a, a brief look around the hotel to see something's up rather than yeah. well, it's just deserted. Or uh-huh. even just some creepy old guy who, uh, you know, we ask for the box and he gets it to us that, to at least move the story along because, you know, if somebody hadn't started exploring the back room, we never would have found the box. Uh, you know, there could be the assumption at some point by all the characters that the box has already been taken since there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really something, you know, blatantly obvious because sometimes you do have to feed to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Uh, my other group was uh, kind of like that. They were definitely the kick down the doors and kill the monsters type of group. So of course, you know, they looted the, the antique shop and <laughs> uh, opened the box first thing. <laughs> so. I can see certainly if there was a group of uh, the police officers, like um, whatever her name was, that that would certainly be the way I would handle it. Mm. You kick down the door, find the clues like that. But with the group that we had, with mm. a musician and a uh, and a reverend going to the uh, going to the shop, I, I can't see them having done that. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't factor in. Okay. Um, and then the last is, uh, did you have fun in the module? Was it something that was enjoyable or did it feel tedious? I enjoyed myself. Um, I don't know whether that was just because I, we were going insane at the end there and it was quick. Stack all the body parts neatly, and, <laughs> and that was fun. <laughs> yes, that was. <clears throat> See, more scenes like that happened to the other group because they were crazier sooner. Um, yeah. You know, so there there was a lot of slapstick because of that, which is not necessarily the point of this, but uh, <laughs> you know, they 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 felt like they had more fun because they they had the freedom of being insane already. So. <laughs> <laughs> I really kind of enjoyed uh, the parts where we had to think through things. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that may just be me because I like being analytical about stuff. But uh, 
when we had to actually think through something or really work to find a clue, uh, that was a little more enjoyable to me, the back and forth there about what was going to happen. Um, and especially when we got into the gullet and there was the detail of the, the different things that could drive you insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of felt to me like it moved the story along better. <clears throat> uh, I, I definitely had more fun at the parts where uh, I felt that all the characters could be of use in some way mm-hmm. or would have an opportunity to really uh, either do something great or completely go nuts. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. There was, uh, there's one other possible scene in there. Um, had people, uh, looked it up or asked, um, and it's a very short scene that's kind of, uh, put in a sideline. It's like, Oh yes. If they decide to do this, then, uh, Tolving's house is in London. You know, he's in the Lake districts doing his, uh, his research, but he actually has a house in London that could have been visited. No indication of that at all. Yep. I mean, yeah, but there's really nothing there. It's just one little paragraph. It just says that uh, you'll have to find some way to get into it, perhaps a little locksmith to open the door, and all you really find out is that he hasn't lived there in a while and has taken all of his stuff with him. That That's really all it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I never would have guessed he happened to be living in London. Mm-hmm. But it could have been. Yeah, there is no indication because there's nothing on the postcard, and that's all the that's only that's the only communication you have with him, other than what's in your character backgrounds and uh, the priest, your character, and the doctor. I had corresponded with yes. him, so I suppose I might have his address. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that never even occurred. That might just be me being dense, but somehow I doubt it. I have to confess. Although that is something to point out to them if they want that scene maybe uh, put down that, that that's something that the priest notices that the postcard is coming from a different address than he normally writes to him or something. All right, or, or change the postcard. My friend, my studies have taken me away from my house in London to the Thorndike Hotel in the Lakes. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing in the postcard is he mentions that he marks his room with an X in the usual way mm-hmm. uh, that he normally does this. Um, I know we didn't really get into that because we couldn't have asked him, but uh, if he does that and he's written us before, shouldn't there be more of an explanation about why he does it or, uh, you know, is there a need for that? He's just marking it with an X on the map that we have. Just, okay. to, just to make it easier, I think. Yeah, just to let you know which room he's in, really. Is that the only intended point? Okay, because to me, when I read that over, it sounded like he actually marked the door with an X uh, for mm. some reason. So maybe wording that a little better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yep. I'll include that in. Yes, as is traditional, my room is marked with an X. Yeah, that does... <laughs> mm-hmm. that does sound as if he's actually marked his room yeah yeah you're right I didn't catch that but uh, yeah sure is okay well any other any other final uh, observations you want to pass along um, I thought it was a little uh, running it as a GM I thought I had far too little information to work with um, and you know that could just be because they're going to flesh it out in an actual supplement 
but for 34 pages, I really think they could have given me a little bit more to work with. I had to do a lot of improvising in both games because there just wasn't enough information to go on. Um, it was fun. I mean, the, the bones of the story, you know, from one location to the next to the next, it's basically four, possibly six scenes if you hit everything. It's pretty... Uh, is a pretty direct route. You know where to go from one location to the next location. You can mix it up a little bit, but it's pretty much a straight path. Um, and since this module is designed to be a go there and witness this sort of thing, I mean, that's how all these purest ones are written. That's the whole point is just to go there and witness something. Um, which is one of the things that Logan hated about Call of Cthulhu in general. <laughs> mm. Yes, but, there, uh, there wasn't really a lot of... Uh, way to influence the outcome right certainly but uh the the purest style that's kind of that is the style this is written in the the pulp style which they're going to work on this year is going to have more of the uh ability to influence things but yeah as a gm i was a little frustrated with that just i could have used more info um richard anything else you wanted to add about it well, I'll ask you one in particular. Did you enjoy this one more, less, or about the same as Dance in the Blood? <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. Same authors uh, wrote. Yes, both, same so. authors. Um, <coughs> I, I think I enjoyed Dance in the Blood more, mm-hmm. but that might have been because. I was playing with people I had played with regularly before and so had some odd uh, had some background with them so I knew the quirks that were going to come out uh, yeah. through there uh, not indicative of this group I'm certain if we played together more then there would be more of a, a party feel to it mm-hmm. yeah um, the, the story itself I think the story itself is is also weaker mm-hmm. than uh, Dance in the Blood. Um, purely because of the, the the no indication of who's taken the people until until you stumble across them. There's mm-hmm. no investigative bit of it. Fair enough. And uh, James, any anything else you'd want to? say about it um just mostly what i've said already uh having something more to investigate really you know cause this was very straightforward i feel that this might be a good game for if i had a club at school for example running with a middle school group or you know a first time group well, actually, but, that, that's important because that is what they're trying to hit. Once again, it's it's a convention scenario. It's supposed to be straightforward, ran in about four hours. So they did hit that feel. So are you, yeah. you agreeing they did? It, it, was, okay. it was very much that feel uh, mm-hmm. um, for any group that's run a, a decent amount of games. Uh, I kind of feel like this isn't for them, which might be why Richard liked Dancing the Blood better than this mm-hmm. one. Because you know, that might be another reason for you, Richard, is that this one was so simplistic in many ways. Mm. It didn't have that, uh, you know, the feel you would want as an experienced player. And that, that was kind of how I got it, but they definitely hit that. If that's what they were shooting for, 
maybe a bit more detail for the, the first-time players because really, you know, when you're catching the attention of a reader uh, in a book, you want to give them the, a good mix of, of detail and, uh, and action. Mm-hmm. And the same thing here, you know, if they didn't give you a whole lot of details at GM or if they had different plot hooks that were just kind of random, like the, the people, and they had the mention of the birds, like we said earlier, but nothing came of that, that would kind of get a little, you know, you might not be able to follow it as well mm-hmm. as a first-time player. I have a uh, feeling that the birds were part of the module that I didn't get to play test because the worms were dancing the blood. <laughs> I, I was, I'm sorry, uh, I interrupted. Go ahead. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but in any case, you know, if this is for a beginning player, having it straightforward is good, but having all the other side things kind of leaves them with too many questions at the end, mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I would definitely give more world detail to the GM so that if the player asks what's going on or if the, the GM wants to kind of give them a little more of a feel of where they are, that they can flesh it out better. Yep. And I, I think part of that is also that this is written by uh, Englishmen that have lived in London, and I'm an American who has never set foot in London that I just don't know. You know, <laughs> I'm expected to know more than I do, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, doing the playtest with me. Uh, this is the final one of the Pelgrane series. Um, Got some other play tests for different systems, but I do thank you very much for your time and the comments. And I will send them along to Pelgrane. No problem, but it's always right. fun to play. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You too. You too. All right. Good to meet you, James. Nice to meet you, Richard.